0: Hey, thanks for listening. This is a quick adjunct to my episode about how Guns N' Roses is a fraud. Got some current events to prove my point. Thanks for listening to this episode of I'll Have to Think About That, a podcast in which we talk about history worth knowing, questions worth asking, and ideas worth considering, all in response to the incomplete education that so many of us have. Thanks again for listening. This is going to be a quick um, reinforcement of what I believe was my takedown of Guns N' Roses in that longer episode. And I got to thinking about this um, about a day or so after I recorded that episode. And I was motivated to do this by Metallica's appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, where they played their song Battery, which is the first song off side one actually the first song on the CD as well, of Master of Puppets, their third studio album. And what, it got me thinking, like, okay, here are two bands. I mean, they went on tour with one another in 1992, these two bands that were absolutely huge in the early to mid-90s, both of them, in terms of media coverage and touring, were everywhere. And so I wanted to, I I got to thinking, well, how do they shape up? How do they compare? And and me talking about this idea of legacy, you know, how do they compare? And so what I went back to, I went back to their, each band's individual, like their biggest album and their sales of that album. And, um, and then also where they stand today as a band, Uh, that latter piece, obviously it was a little bit subjective, but I think I'm right. So here's what I've got. Okay, Looking at album sales, Appetite for Destruction, which came out in 87, Appetite for Destruction has sales as of early 2021 of around 18 million in the United States. So that album came out almost 34 years ago, sold about 18 million copies. That's a lot of albums. And that's only U.S. sales. Metallica's Black album, which came out in 1991 as of now, has sold about 16 million copies. So in 30 years, uh, a little bit bit lighter on the sales, which doesn't surprise me at all, because even though Metallica was huge through that album, and they had a lot of crossover or mainstream appeal from it, so it it doesn't, although Metallica is still a much harder, far less poppy, I mean, I still contend that Guns N' Roses is just a they're a glam metal band. They're just a harder, uglier glam metal band. They're just poison, but uglier and harder um, and more musically talented. I will give them that. But it, does, it doesn't surprise me at all that a harder band is, even when it moves toward the mainstream, is not going to move closer to center of mass. So It's not going to sell as much. So then I got to thinking, well, what about those Illusion albums? Because really, from... 88 or so when GNR just got huge through 92, 93, about a four or five year run where they were just on top of the world. They put out three albums and I'm not counting Lies, that EP. Use Your Illusion 1 in the United States as of early 2021 sold about 7 million copies. And so did Use Your Illusion 2. So in three albums over about a four, about a five year run, GNR sold in the United States somewhere around 32 million uh, albums, which obviously is uh, no small amount. That's, that's really impressive. Now, Metallica, during that same time period, uh, their biggest album, not their only album, but their biggest album during that time period, again, is Black. And they sell about half as many albums. So, one album, 16 million, three albums, about 32 million. Let's go ahead and fast forward to February of 2021, We're out of the blue, Billboard charts, Billboard top album sales charts of their top 10, five of them are Metallica albums. Okay? Five of them, half of the Billboard's top 10 in mid-February of 2021, are albums that came out in the last century. In fact, the newest of them is 30 years old. Metallica's black album, according to these charts, takes the number three slot. Um, Ride the Lightning is at number four, and Justice for All at number five, Master of Puppets number seven, and kill 'em All number eight. Incidentally, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, their latest studio album from just a few years ago, is at number 15. At this same time, Metallica also holds six of the top ten slots for vinyl sales. The last time anyone got even close to that, five of the top ten, was, was Prince when he died. No one in Metallica died. There's no like crazy nostalgia rush to buy their albums. And this goes back to support my point that GNR has one album, one big, really momentous album, their debut, and that's it. In mid February, the number one selling vinyl album was Metallica's Ride the Lightning, which is from 1984. Okay? That's 37 years ago. Now, I bet that there are plenty of people like me who listened to them the first time on cassette way back in the olden times and are rediscovering our love of and the quality of vinyl, and that's in part driving the sales. But when they are on mainstream shows like Stephen Colbert and they are still, when they do tour, selling out massive, massive venues... Iron Maiden, incidentally, is doing the same thing. They still play huge festivals in Europe that draw hundreds of thousands of people. Ditto for South America. Um, again, yeah, GNR did their, their reunion tour thing uh, in, a few years ago. But again, when you look back at their catalogs, what are people listening to? Metallica is the number one streaming metal band, period. Look at what people are still buying you know that's something that's amazing good music is eternal you know until the early 1990s boy here's a bit of trivia boston terrific band terrific classic rock band boston's debut album their self self self-titled debut album from 1976 i believe was the number one selling debut album of all time until 1995 when hootie and the blowfishes cracked view crack crack rear view crap rear view is more like it Uh, when that album outsold Boston's. Boston's album still sells huge numbers. ACDC's Back in Black still has huge numbers. Think about it. Got a band whose five most relevant albums span from 1983... I believe was Kill Em All through 1991. We're talking like an eight-year-some period. And those albums are still dominating the charts. They are still relevant on the charts for both streaming, for uh, digital purchases, and for physical vinyl purchases. So it's it's not just an album. It's not just a song. It's a whole section of their catalog. It's half of their studio uh, albums, as a matter of fact. Metallica has ten, I believe, GNR has one. It has appetite for destruction, and the rest of it is momentum. There you go. Thanks for listening. You can leave feedback at my show site, which is thinkaboutthat.podbean.com. You can also subscribe there. I'd appreciate that. And share this out to anyone you think would be interested in listening. Have a great day.